Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know what? I, I've had enough. Welcome, by the way. I got my shirt on. If you want merch, go to dandockets.com. All merch is going to go to our bikes program. I got, and it says sack up on the back. I don't know if you can see it, but I'm on one today. I've had enough. I have had enough. Here's the deal. Donald Trump gets indicted again. Donald Trump's the only politician actually fighting for us. You can tell me that Donald Trump is a bad guy. Great. Every business guy in the 70s and 80s is a bad guy. I don't care about that. You can tell me Donald Trump is whatever, but he's the only guy fighting for us, and I've had enough. You watch the news, every single news anchor, every single sports writer, every single... uh, a media person is against us. They want the crap that's going on. They're afraid to speak out if they aren't against us. Think about the word MAGA. M, make America great again. Somehow, some way, make America great again has turned into a negative. Oh, you're MAGA. I don't care. I am MAGA. You can call me MAGA. I've had enough. This dude's getting indicted again. Again. And he's the only guy that legitimately is for us. The easiest thing in the world to do, and third world countries do it all the time, is what? What do they do? They persecute their political opponents, and that's what's going on here. And I got to tell you, it's ridiculous, and people need to stand up. People need to say enough is enough. Look, this dude fights for us. This dude don't sleep. This dude don't drink. This dude don't fall asleep in meetings. This dude worked 24-7 for the American people. And I'm not even a huge Donald Trump fan. He didn't earn my vote. I'd vote for him again in a heartbeat because a vote against him or a non-vote for him, guess what that does? That's a vote for the other side. And that other side is killing us. That other side is absolutely destroying us. And I got to tell you, I've had enough. He's going to get indicted again. He's going to get indicted January 6th. The Senate cleared him of any, any charges of insurrection, of any charges related to January 6th. But now here comes prosecutors, here comes people, here comes Biden's little watchdogs, and they're all over. Stock market was great. Jobs in every demographic, black, white, Hispanic, you name it, they were all through the roof. Country was thriving. And now what do we got? We got billions going over to Ukraine. We just care about others. We don't have anybody in our government that cares about us on the Democratic side. I don't care about us. There's an ideology out there. Uh, LGTBQ, transgender, all this crap. Ukraine. And if you fight against it, you're a bad person. We're going to cancel you in the media. It's insanity what's going on here. Why don't we put America first? Why don't we try to make America great again? Democrats are charging Trump with multiple felonies because they want him to be the Republican nominee. They realize the charges strengthen him in the Republican primary, but they believe the charges weaken him in the general election. This is 100% politics. This is Clay Travis, and everything is stacked against. Name me one sports media guy. Name me one. 
that you know that is a conservative? Name me one that you know. Now, there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them privately. I got so many guys that text me saying, Dan, keep talking. So many ladies at ESPN. Dan, we love your show. Dan, we're watching. Dan, thanks for being a voice. I get it all. But everybody is so damn afraid. So damn afraid to say what we all know, which is this right. The left is absolutely crushing our soul. They tell us that inflation is down. All you got to do is go to the store. And it ain't just eggs. It's everything. That's all you got to do. Go to the store. Biden economics. Tell me about it. Go to the store. Imagine if Joe Biden's Department of Justice spent less time attacking President Trump, more time cleaning up Democratic-run cities infested with rampant crime and drugs. It's true. It's true. We are a national joke. It used to be, now I'm going way back, when somebody said the word Chicago, they used to say bang, bang. Oh, Chicago, bang, bang. That's what my people always said my serving older people when they came to Chicago. And it wasn't because of gangs. It was because of Al Capone, those kind of gangs. It wasn't because of street gangs. It wasn't because of street punks. It was because of organized crime. Chicago, bang, bang. Well, guess what? We're back to Chicago, bang, bang. We got a guy, an African-American guy, that executed four white dudes in a small town in Georgia. You don't hear a word about it. Now, I don't give a damn. I don't care if it's white executing black or black executing white. But if you've got somebody executing four people in a small town in Georgia that had seen no homicides, we should be hearing about it. That should be national news. That should be a big-time story. Or a guy walking up, we've seen the video, executing a homeless guy in New York City. Nobody's fighting for us. Not one single person is fighting for us. You name a prosecutor in a big city that is trying to take care of crime honest and legitimately. I'll name one here in Indianapolis, Ryan Mears. That dude doesn't have any accountability. Police chiefs are telling me, look, let's be honest, most of the crime is done in the African-American community, and this guy, and the African-American community is mad at this guy because he's pandering and he's making their community unsafe. Check out Reverend Harrison, Reverend Charles Harrison on Twitter. Check him out. But nobody, and I mean nobody, is for us. Nobody. News anchors, hell no. Writers, hell no. Major newspapers, hell no. Hell, prosecutors, hell no. Mayors in democratic cities, hell no. They want to defund the police. Name me, name me one, one, one liberal congressperson that is for us, for us, totally for us. The vast, vast majority, African-American, white people, name me one that is for us. All right? Name me one. You can't do it. Do we feel like there's anybody that is saying MAGA? Make America great again. And in the next election, if you don't think the slogan should be make America great again, you're nuts because America ain't great right now. We're relying on fuel overseas. We don't have an economy that's thriving. We have rampant crime. Every single community, whether it's white or black, is under siege. Prosecutors that pander. uh, Politicians that all they want is votes. Children being sexualized. I mean, what do we got here? What the hell do we have? And it's time you spoke the living hell up. 
It is. It, and, you know, Bobby Barak wrote a great article in OutKick. It's the only place where you read it. Look, it's okay now to come out of the scared closet. I got canceled or I got attempted to be canceled because I said I wouldn't go in a pool with a woman that wasn't my wife. I don't give a damn how she phrased it. Oh, ESPN's mad. Oh, she got victimized. Oh, those days are over. Those days are done. Stand the hell up. We don't respect anybody in any newspaper. We don't respect anybody you see on TV. Just tell us the damn truth and fight for us. That's my mantra because I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of the Schumers of the world, the Bidens of the world, the Pelosi's of the world. Eight thousand-year-old politicians that have been there forever. I'm sick and tired of reading about how we got to show kids porn from President O'Frickin' Obama because those porn books, gay porn books, shaped him. Good, Obama. Good. Good for you, you clown. And it's unbelievable. Well, and, and the little, what's that little girl's name? Chelsea Clinton. We had to hear from her. Well, he wants, why are we indoctrinating kids and why isn't anybody standing up to it? I love the fact that, Jay, well, I'm going to get into that in a minute. Hey, this Andrew Tate guy's insane. This Andrew Tate guy, you can kiss my ass with this Andrew Tate. What's the difference between Andrew Tate and R. Kelly? There's no difference. This Andrew Tate guy's trying to play on conservative values. This Andrew Tate guy's a predator. Like, I don't even pay attention to this idiot. But I did yesterday. I mean, this clown is just a predator. He's dangerous. There's no difference between him and R. Kelly. He needs to go to jail for a long time. Let's play a little bit of a clip from this idiot. So, yeah, on CorporateTape.com, I have my Ph.D. program. And that is uh, Ph.D. is a pimp and hose degree that I'm um, clever. And that, clever. That, that, that teaches basically how I got girls, how I met girls, how I got girls to like me, how I got girls to fall in love with me to work on webcam for me. Yeah, that's what this guy is about, this idiot. Throw his ass in jail, lock him away, and I don't want to see from him anyway. PhD, Pippin' Hose degree. Ah, clever. You're an idiot. And I got to tell you, any girls that are falling in love with this clown, you probably have daddy issues because this guy is a complete jackass. And I get tired of people like this. You know, I am giving him some recognition by just talking about him, but I literally didn't follow this guy. I, I didn't follow this guy at all. You know, so now this idiot is under house arrest for another month, and we're all supposed to feel bad. I hope they extend this guy's house arrest forever. Hey, look, hey, look, look, all right, look, Andrew, here's the deal, man. All right, here, here's the deal. Um, we're going we're gonna to keep you out of it. His words, the dungeon, 93 days in a dungeon, he said. We're going to keep you out of the dungeon, Andrew, but you're going to be under house arrest uh, forever. You're going to be under house arrest because, frankly, you're such a dirtbag. You're such a scumbag. You're such a human being, a piece of waste, that we don't want you around other humans. Now, we don't want to pay for it. You're going to have to pay for your own groceries. Look, you got a lot of money. You got all this kind of stuff. Yeah, good. Good. You admit to trafficking. This interview that this clown did, he admits to trafficking young women. He admits to getting them, putting them on wed camps. He's R. Kelly. He's absolutely R. Kelly. And look, there is, there is so many articles about this guy. There are so many things out there about this jackass that I got to tell you, I don't understand it. It's very simple. 
This guy is a predator. This guy is a sexual deviant. This guy is R. Kelly. This guy has entrapped women for his own financial gain. This guy put his ass on house arrest. Put him anywhere. I don't care. Just don't let him out in society. I hang with women. And dudes like this are incredibly dangerous to our society. Dudes like this are just awful, horrendous, ridiculous. I'll give a damn if he's a kickboxer. I'll give a damn if he's any good at some sport. Who cares? Oh, I got my PhD, pimp and hoe degrees. Oh, okay, you're an idiot. And seriously, I mean, he admits to trafficking young women. He admits this. This is not like, well, I didn't do it. This is, if you watch the entire interview or the everything that this idiot has said, he admits to it. Everything. Yeah, I get women to fall in love with me, and then I put them on webcam two, three, or four at a time, whatever. And you go, wait, wait, you're, you're an idiot. What, what are you doing? So, look, I have no idea. You guys go, oh, court of law, and he's a great kickboxer. Man, shut up. He's an idiot. R. Kelly is a singer. I'm glad he's in jail. He should be in jail forever, and this dude's the same thing. He's no different. Do you tell me the difference? There's no difference. Huh. <sighs> Man, oh man, oh man. Uh, (laughs) Hey, Joe Biden. What? This is what you want. This this right here, we're going to show you a video, another video of Sleepy Joe. He's at it again. Who knows what the hell he's saying? And this is what you want in our country. You want a guy that when he's in front of the cameras, sitting there with a leader of another country, to act like this. Let's show a little Jersey Joe, sniffing Joe, feeling up Joe, squeezy Joe. Ooh, melons. Let's see a little Joe Biden here. And we brought Israelis and Palestinians together at a political level, and they are, and Akwa and the Shram. And as I uh, affirmed the Prime Minister, Uh, explain that to me, Spanky, will you? Can somebody explain that to me? I mean, I'll hang up and listen. I, I, I will. I'll hang up and listen. Uh, what, that's our president. That's our president meeting with a world leader in front of cameras, lit. You know, when you do this, like even my show here, I got three big lights here, huge lights that make me look human. He's sitting there in a room that he knows. He's got cameras all around, media right there, and he has a world leader sitting right to his right. Israel. Snack time. That's your guy. See, that's why I believe the Coke was his. See, that's why he wasn't on it. See, he can't go to the Coke for a while because it got discovered. Now, you can't go back to that well until it all dies down. and It has in in the national media because the national media are just pimps for him. That's all they are. They're just his pimp. So now, without the coke, there he is. And look at the guy on the left. He's like, my God, this is what we got here. My God, this is who we're talking in the greatest nation in the history of the world. And this guy, you know, when you put your hands together, you're like, oh, bless his heart. He's so ridiculous. Look at this. Hey, can we play that again? I would love for anybody, I'm going to the YouTube chat, I would love for anybody on the YouTube chat, uh, and there are some liberals on there, decipher this for me. But hey, 
Donald Trump, who's active and makes these guys and tell these guys the way it is, he's bad for our country. Okay. Can we play that again? Listen to this. Tell me what he said. We brought Israelis and Palestinians together at a political level, and they are... And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, as I uh, affirmed the Prime Minister. Okay. All right. Mary, uh, yeah, okay. What did he say there? Uh-huh. What? What? What, what did he say? Oh, I'm misunderstanding the Tate's messaging. Yeah, okay. Hey, I get there. I don't even want to. Look at it. There he is. There's your guy. There's your guy right there. All right. Okay. There's your guy. And we're going to have six more years. You're going to actually vote for this guy. You're, hey, hey, hey. You know, I got old man mouth. I was doing videos this morning, and I'm like, oh, man. Old man mouth is that. Look at this guy. He's not even there. Look at those eyes. He's not even there. And you guys, you're asking me, you're telling me that you want, you would like six more years of this guy. That's what you're, good for you. I got people saying that I'm misunderstanding Andrew Tate's messaging. He's a strong male figure. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's a predator. Yeah, there is some of his messaging that says that. But don't fall for it. Don't be dumb enough to say that. No, God, no. Hell, oh, hell no. Not even a little. No. Andrew Tate's messaging is one of a predator. Period. Now, you can fall for the crap. You can fall for the nonsense. But Andrew Tate's messaging is one of a predator. Apparently... Uh, Because of copyright laws and YouTube, we can't show Miranda Lambert being an idiot. Look, I'm tired of stars. Miranda Lambert reprimanded some young ladies in front of her for taking selfies during her music. Let me explain something to you, Miranda Lambert. You're a young lady. You paid money to be here. You're sitting up close. You're thrilled to death. Miranda Lambert's your favorite singer, maybe your favorite artist, and you want everyone to know that you're right there, and Miranda Lambert's going to get mad at him? I'm going to stop my show. Really? Why? What if if some people walked out? Some people said, yeah, screw you. I wish more people would. There's word on the street, according to Nick, that Miranda Lambert used to charge 100 bucks for a selfie. You got to get the wide-angle lens for Miranda Lambert. You got to turn it this way, not this way, to get Miranda Lambert in there. Miranda Lambert, my ass. Now I'm not mad that I stayed and played in a fast-pitch softball tournament, fell on my face rounding second, instead of taking lead of Miranda Lambert concert when we were uh, when we were dating. I ain't mad about it. Uh, I'm gonna start this over. These young ladies are taking selfies. Really? Okay, Miranda, cover that up, Miranda. Please cover that up, will you? Cover that up. Or prop them up, one of the two. We don't need to see that, Miranda. It's unbelievable. Uh, I'm going to stop this concert. Really? Oh, okay. Until you guys decide that you're not going to take selfies. Oh, all right. Okay. Miranda. All right. 
Oh, ridiculous. I'm on one today. I couldn't find my dog. <laughs> but my dog does love me, so I got that going for me, which is nice. Uh, and <laughs> hey, uh, Ric Flair, woohoo! Woohoo! Ric Flair is saying, hey, I'm tired of the NBA. I'm tired of the NBA. He's tired of NBA players that and whine. Uh, yeah. Pro wrestlers don't and whine. NBA players, they do. They bitch and whine. And Ric Flair ain't having it. Ric Flair is saying, look, these basketball players that whine, it's taking a lot of the sport away from me. He's right. All you hear from NBA players is complaining. They make more money than God. Half of them can't play dead. The other half are unbelievably great. And next thing you know, all they do is complain. They go to work hurt, professional wrestlers do, Ric Flair said. They go to work hurt. That's what blanks me off today about these basketball players. Basketball players, you know the deal. We got load management. Yeah, we do. We got load management in basketball. Ric Flair's not having it. Ric Flair's like, hey, this is a quote. I think we got it on the next uh, thing here. They go to work hurt, talking about professional wrestling. That's what blanks me off about these basketball players that stub their toe. No S. How do you think I feel about that knowing I wrestled six months after I broke my back in a freaking airplane crash? That's right. Damn right, Ric Flair. You stud you. You go, boy. You know what it'll be called, don't you? Because anyone that doesn't approve of the NFL is racist. Or the NBA, you're racist. Ric Flair, you're racist. No, you're not, Ric Flair. You just keep being you, Ric Flair. We're with you, baby. NBA players, you're soft as a baby's backside, and I've had enough of you. Woohoo! <laughs> Man, you talk about a you talk about a life that's been lived. Rick frickin' Flair. Uh, this guy, Brandon Miller, uh, the guy that furnished the gun in a murder in Alabama, he doesn't regret trash-talking Michael Jordan. Yeah, okay. Okay, Brandon Miller. Yeah, we got to listen to Brandon Miller now. We got to listen to Brandon Miller become an NBA player, and then we got to say, we, we even did this in the rundown, Hornets star. He ain't no star yet. He's some guy whose team crapped out in college. He brought a gun to a deal. He's too stupid to understand what he did, so he kept going with introductions, bought himself like a $400,000 car, and he's an idiot. He goes to Charlotte. Michael Jordan says, yeah, I don't want this guy, but uh, you guys take him, and I'm selling the team. And he's stupid enough to trash talk. All you got to do is say back to Brandon Miller if he's trash talking. You involved in a murder? I mean, that's what you say in a basketball court. Anything, anything is fair game. Oh, you're trash talking me? You murder? <laughs> it's like all you got to do to say to Mark Cuban or George Carl or any of these clowns that come at Outkick, hey, man, how's, your, how's it going with China? <laughs> Brandon Miller. That's exactly what I'd say to him. Hey, man, tell me what happened night of the murder. Really? I just want to know what happened the night of the murder. That's all. You trash talk me about how good you are, but what happened the night of the murder? I'd just like to know. Seriously. Brandon Miller. 
Oh, man, I said it before and I'll say it again. Alabama's out of its mind. I know you all love Nick Saban. I know everybody loves Nick Saban, but I got to tell you, if I was that girl, if I was the girl's dad who that wide receiver smacked and Nick Saban absolutely refused the discipline, I'd go into Alabama's office. I'd smack Nick Saban. I would. Hey, John Rahm says he wouldn't turn down compensation for being loyal to the PGA Tour. Oh, man, the world's number one or number two, whatever the hell he is. I'm a big fan of John Rahm. I wish he'd shave that beard because every time I watch him, I get scratchy in the face. I'm like, oh, man, I feel scratchy. You know what I'm saying? Let's hear from John Rahm. I understand the PGA Tour wanting to do something for those players who helped and, you know, uh, stayed on the PGA Tour. But at the same time, and I'll be the first one to say, I wasn't forced into anything. It was my choice to stay, right? So do I think this absolutely should be and there must be a compensation? No. I chose to stay because I think it's the best choice for myself and for the golf I want to play. Now, with that said, if they want to do it, I'm not going to say no, right? Uh, we all had the chance to go to live and take the money, and we chose to stay to the PGA Tour for whatever reason we chose. And I've said before, uh, I already make an amazing living doing what I do. I'm extremely thankful. And that all happened because of the platform the PJ Tour provided me. So, Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, you know what? I don't think we should get compensated for staying. But, hey, you want to give me some money? I'll take it. <laughs> that's right. I mean, if you're, if you're totally honest, isn't that how most of us operate? Hey, look, I don't necessarily think I deserve this for being loyal, or I don't think I did anything extraordinary, but if you guys are dumb enough to hand me the scratch, I'll take the scratch. Pretty simple, right? I mean, that ain't hard. So good for John Rahm while you got all these other guys whining. I don't want Live Tour players getting money. I don't want Live Tour players on my tour. I don't want them in the majors. John Rahm's like, hey, man, we all had our reasons. We all had our reasons. Hey, I love this. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I love this. Jason L. Dean's new song. Jason L. Dean's new song, Don't Try It in a Small, Try That in a Small Town, is awesome. It's basically saying to you Antifa clowns out there and you rioters, look, you can go ahead and burn down Democratic-run cities. And the cops, at least in Indianapolis, will be told by alleged drunken mayor to stand down. That's fine. But don't try that in a small town. You saw what happened in Crown Point, Indiana. Crown Point, Indiana, there was rumored that a group was coming in to tear it up. Crown Point's just a little south of Gary. And all the fellas got their shotguns out and lined the streets. Do you know how much trouble there was in Crown Point, Indiana? Bam. Zero. Zip. Nada. Liberals went nuts. Oh, this is racism. No, not really. Hey, there's white Antifa. There's black Antifa. You're just protecting your streets. You're just protecting the businesses that you use. See, here in Indy, we did not protect the businesses that we use. We let idiots run wild. We let idiots burn. We let idiots break. We let idiots destroy. That's not the way to go about it. You try that in a small town. Here's what happened in Ottawa Lakes, Michigan, where my wife's from. There was a rumor. Group was coming up. 
from both Toledo and Cincinnati. And they were going to go into this gun store and loot it. Word got out. Neighborhood app got started. You know what happened? The fellas, I think it was Ottawa Lakes. There's another town right there. It could be a different town. I don't know. They're all there. You know what happened? The fellas surrounded and protected the gun store. You know the rest of the story, right? The Antifa pussies came up, looked around, saw they were being challenged, and like every single group of bullies turned around and left. Damn right. That's a small town. And if you think don't try it in a small town country music, television or whatever, is racist, tough. Good for you. We don't. It's number one on the charts. And I put out a tweet earlier today of an African-American guy, big, strong guy, that said, hey, don't be coming down here to Alabama, African-American guy. I'll retweet it. Said, don't even think about coming down here and starting that crap. Don't even think about it. Well, guess what? He ain't wrong. It ain't about black or white. It's about protecting the businesses that you use against people that are trying to destroy your town. And Jason Aldean ain't wrong, baby. And you liberals can bitch and whine and moan and write your articles and try to cancel him or cancel me for standing up for it or get mad at OutKick. I don't care. I love seeing what happened in Ottawa Lakes. You want to come in here? Ain't happening. Ain't ha- and it just ain't happening. Crown Point, Indiana, everybody called them racist because it was white guys with shotguns. You know what they did? They protected their town. I wish we'd have protected our town here in Indy. You go into Indy, it is awful, horrendous, horrific. Nothing going on downtown for the most part. Not near what it was. Why? Because our mayor didn't protect it. He got, well, pandering. Chris Beatty, uh, Mr. IU, they called him, an African-American guy. Great dude by all accounts. I didn't know Chris. Died that night. Died that night helping a woman who was being attacked by looters, robbers, destroyers. They killed him. Yeah, protect your town. And don't try it in a small town, people. Ah, Trey Wallace joins us next. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The main man, our football guy. All things college football run through this man, Trey Wallace, ladies and gentlemen. Trey's down at the SEC meetings, and uh, give me the biggest story so far from the SEC meetings. 
I think it, you know what, Dan? Good morning, buddy. I, I think it's the return of Hugh Freeze uh, at the SEC Media Days. It's been since what, 2017 that, that he was on stage. He was giving a speech about his program, and then a week later he resigned um, from, from Ole Miss back in the day. And, you, and you're, I don't, you know, you probably remember that. He's he doing a couple things off the field uh, that, that did not help his cause, didn't have anything to do with the NCAA. But I, I thought he did a great job. Yesterday, up there, uh, I call him the Reverend, as long as everybody else does around here as well, too. And, um, man, he, he really made a splash. He, he, he admitted to the problems in the past and said he was, you know, not as optimistic about returning to the Southeastern Conference. But he's here and he's back. It's crazy, man. You go from a school like Ole Miss, you know, and then five years later, six years later, you're at Auburn. I mean, that'd be, that'd be like going to Michigan State uh, one year and ended up in Michigan five years later. So, Pretty wild yesterday, and Kirby Smart, Dan, you know, he's um, he's doing his thing. A lot of diverting, a lot of filibustering yesterday where he didn't have to answer a lot of questions, but I didn't expect anything different. Yeah, you know what? Uh, here's the deal. When you are going to be asked questions about things you don't want to answer, when you are asked a question about something you want to answer, go a long time on the answer. Shorten the period of time that media has, right? Yes. you got. Look, he, he got up there and said, I'm going to do 10 minutes. Well, I clocked it. It was 14 minutes to 20 seconds, so he went over. But, look, that's what, that's what you're going to do. When you have, you know, you got 600 media members sitting in a ballroom waiting to answer a ask a question, and there's only probably 13 of them that get to. Uh, look, you get to a point, and I think that Kirby Smart yesterday tried to put like a little pin into what's been going on this offseason in Athens and try to move things forward to the 2023 season. And I, and I don't blame him for that. Um, there are things that he is going to have to deal with when it comes to what happened last tragically last January. Uh, that, that It's going to go on for the next couple of years when it comes to lawsuits, when it comes to depositions and whatnot. But I think turning the focus towards the football team, I, I think it's the right thing to do for the kids, to be honest with you, for the young men that have been busting their ass trying to get ready for this year. Uh, you're not forgetting about what happened. Um, you're not forgetting about the incidents that have happened since then, you know, when it comes to reckless driving and whatnot. But, you know, I had to agree with him on one thing yesterday is that, you know, you give an 18 to 21-year-old kid uh, a fast car, what the hell you think's going to happen? He's going to get a speeding ticket. <laughs> I mean, hell, I got three speeding tickets. I got three speed tickets from the age of 17 to 21. So, I mean, I, I kind of get it. You know what I mean? But I, I think overall, the message for me was, you know, Kirby Smart trying to turn the page. Hugh Freeze returns. And here in just a minute, Dan, we're going to get your favorite coach of them all. Nick Saban's going to be speaking here in about 20. Yeah, I'm disappointed in Saban. I, I go back to the girl that got slapped. I said earlier that if it were me and that was my daughter and Saban didn't do anything, I'd be in their office discussing it with them and maybe slapping them. Maybe I'd get my ass beat. Maybe I'd get arrested. But that would piss me off. Um, LSU, the favorite again. I, I know a lot of people here in the great state of Indiana were happy to see Brian Kelly go. I always call them dumbasses. Be careful what you wish for because Brian Kelly can recruit and Brian Kelly can coach some damn football. You got that right. And he's got things set up right now in Baton Rouge in his second year. I'm telling you, Jaden Daniels at quarterback. We've seen what he can do. He's got himself a nice defense coming back. 
figuring out some pieces at the wide receiver spot. But, man, I love LSU. And, and that's the thing, too. It's like, you know, you're, you're at a place for so long. Some fans get a little bit tired of it maybe, you know, the Brian Kelly thing, not winning a national title and all that type of mess. But you lose him. And then, wait a minute, LSU's beating Alabama. LSU's playing in an SEC championship game. I know they got beat up, but they're playing in an SEC championship game. And that's in year one, Dan, year one. So just think of what Brian Kelly's going to be able to do. Give him three to four years to get things really rolling on the bayou. And and, and there could be a, you know, I, I, I suspect and expect a playoff spot. Uh, I expect them to be fighting for a national championship over the next three years. And you know what? When you lose something, when somebody disappears and goes away and Notre Dame is, you know, got Marcus Freeman now, and we'll see how that plays out. But, man, sometimes, you know, you get these guys and you might want to have them stick around, maybe be lifers, you know. And, and, and Brian Kelly just got tired of the – the Notre Dame thing. He wanted a new challenge. I can't say I don't blame him. Uh, and LSU was the perfect spot, in my opinion. This is going to be a fun ride. I think the Tigers are going to win the West this year. I think they're going to beat Alabama again. Um, and this is going to set up for a crazy month of November as we get towards the end of college football. But, hell, we haven't even started yet. But I'm already giving you my predictions because that's what we do. Yeah, that's exactly what we do. Shane Beamer, friend of the show. Uh, I get direct messages from him, and I like him. I think he's a great dude. Had a fantastic yep. end of the year. Man, really got some momentum beating Clemson and all that kind of stuff. Where's he at in the mix here? Where are we at with South Carolina? You know, Shane Beamer's such a good guy, man. And, and, and you remember how last year ended, beat Tennessee, uh, destroyed Tennessee's national championship hopes, turned around, beat Clemson the next week at home, and then they lose their bowl game really close to Notre Dame. Um, but, but there was a key difference there. They got rid of their offensive coordinator. They let Spencer Rattler start throwing the football more, get him more involved in that offense where he's not running RPOs and trying to run the ball every now and then. No, let the kids sling it. That's what he's good at. That's what Spencer's good at. And, and when you've got players surrounding him at running back and at wide receiver and your defense is getting a little better, I have South Carolina, and, and, and we'll release this later in the week, you know, whatever, but I'll tell you guys. I got South Carolina third uh, in the SEC East. It's going to be Georgia, Tennessee, then it's going to be South Carolina, and then Florida and Kentucky can fight for all that other mess. But I think, I think the Gamecocks take another step. And I like Shane Beamer, man. I'm not having any towards a bias because his father, you know, I grew up watching, you know, his father at Virginia Tech. I just think that he is good enough in the sense of recruiting and he's good enough to getting things in place in Columbia that he's going to turn this damn thing around in Carolina. And he started to put a little touch to it last season. All right, I got to ask you another one of my favorites, Lane Kiffin. Now, Lane Kiffin. I don't know. I mean, I think people always expect maybe more than what Lane Kiffin can deliver. Where are we at with him? Yeah, I look, this year it's going to be interesting. He's got three quarterbacks in that room. Uh, Jackson Dart, you got Spencer Sanders, and you got Walker Howard. Uh, Walker Howard's going to be the one that sticks around. He's a freshman. He's going to be good. Just trust me on that one. Jackson Dart, last year, Ole Miss's leader. Uh, a quarterback I think he's going to be the guy uh, that, that's going to be going forward. And then, you know what, you look at, at what they're trying to replace on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. 
I, I look, Lane Kiffin, I think nine wins this year. Somewhere along those lines, he's settled in now to Oxford. The stuff to Auburn, you know, didn't play out or anything like that. He, he stayed at Ole Miss, and, and now we're going to see if he can do this thing again. He's got the right steps. He's got the right keys uh, when it comes to players on the offensive side of the football. It's always been about defense. Can you take care of the defense? You can take care of the defense, you're going to be just fine. And I think the biggest situation right now that we look at with Ole Miss is – you know, do they win a bunch of shootouts next year? You know, 40, 45-point, you know, type of games. You know, and if they can, Ole Miss is going to be hanging around. But that's a tough division, man. You got Alabama. You got LSU. Mississippi State with Will Rogers. You know, you've got, you know, I mean, you go down the list here, you throw in Ole Miss in there as well, along with Arkansas and K.J. Jefferson. Hell, man, that might be the toughest division in college football, and I know some conferences don't do divisions, but if they did, it'd be the toughest. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Lane can do next year in that tough SEC West. Uh, if you were going to say this guy has the best shot for the Heisman Trophy coming out of the SEC, who would it be? Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, <laughs> top of my head, I mean, I'm going to throw – I am going to throw Spencer Adler into that just for the heck of it. I'm going to throw Joe yeah. Milton from Tennessee at quarterback just for the heck of it uh, because I, I do think they can be that good. But I, I think the leader when it comes to all-around player, uh, I think Jaden Daniels. I really do at LSU. If, if he can put it all together, and it's a lot to put on his shoulders, but if he can put it all together and play like he did – towards the end of last season, I think you're going to see a guy that, that could be, you know, in New York as a finalist. Don't know if he's going to win it, but could be a finalist. And, look, there's a number of players. Arkansas has got a running back named Rock Sanders, who I think is phenomenal. You know, can he be a type of guy like that? So, the SEC's got a number of guys that, that can make a run here. We're going to find out. Uh, I can't believe we're, you know, what are we, we 50, uh, we're under 50 days, 40 days of the season getting started. And, um, it's going to be a lot of fun and a lot of Heisman contenders going to be coming out of this conference. Hey, I appreciate you, my friend. Have a great, great time down there. I uh, Thanks for taking a few minutes. I know you're swamped. My brother, I always appreciate you having me on, man. I'm going to go sit in here and listen to see what Nick Saban can come up with. So I appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah. All right, there's our SEC college football. Overall, good dude, Trey Wallace. That's right. Give him a follow. Follow him. Join his podcast. Make sure that you know and learn about Trey Wallace. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of a big week. I mean, NFL training camps with rookies are starting. SEC media days, the Open Championship. That means I got golf starting tomorrow morning. Ryan Burr is going to come on and we're going to break it down, but I'm on one today. I am all about America today because I am so freaking tired. I'm so exhausted of listening to crap. When make America great again is considered racist, we're idiots in this country. That's all I'm going to tell you. We are complete stone idiots if we think that is such a bad thing to say, and I'm not having it anymore. I'm simply not. You all can have it. I'm not having it. And don't try that crap in a small town. And if you think that's racist, God bless you. Good for you. I don't care. <laughs> He's right. He tried it in Crown Point. They just stood there. The good old boys stood there with their guns. Said, you ain't wrecking our program. And I'll send out the kid from Alabama. 
Big old strong African-American kid said, look, Antifa, you keep your crap there or else we're going to break your damn neck. I thought it was awesome. I tell you whose neck we ain't breaking because he always makes us money. That's Ryan Burr, ladies and gentlemen. No one covers the golf scene or any scene like the great Ryan Burr. We got the Open Championship coming up. We got Cantlay paired with Brooks Kepka. We got some interest here. Let's start with the Open Championship. Rory, birdie, birdie to win the Scottish. Does that bode well or does that bode negative for him to win the Open? Good morning, Dan. Uh, yeah, it, it it probably doesn't mean a whole lot of anything. Uh, Rory's been trending for a while. I mean, he he could should have could have won the U.S. Open. He did win the Scottish. Uh, he won on this golf course, Rory Royal Liverpool, the last time it was played here. So you know that's a good vibe. I mean, listen, major championships are usually chalk because. They're set up where the best players can really only win them. Uh, I don't think that's the case this week. I think this is more the John Deere classic than it is a major championship. Uh, Royal Liverpool is a zillion years old. If they get rain and they don't get wind, it's a million under that wins. Uh, McElroy for sure is on the list. He's the best driver of the golf ball, but he's been the best driver of the golf ball for the last 15 years, and he hasn't won a major in forever. Uh, he's definitely not my pick this week, but if, is it a good thing or a bad thing that he won? It's a good thing. Uh, he'd been coming for a long time. You just have to look at his his results. Um, but he's not he's not my pick this week, Dan. Scheffler is the favorite. McElroy, Rom, Kepka, Cantlay, Cam Smith. Who is your pick this week? Well. This golf course, like I said, it's it's you know if if they put this in downtown Indiana, about the most they could charge for it is probably about fifteen bucks, and that's that's real. I mean, you you, you know the history is what makes it awesome, but it's it's barely even a golf course. I mean, it's uh, the greens are slow. It's got great bunkers. The pot bunkers are are fun. If you get in it, it's a penalty. Uh, you know, there's hay everywhere. When Tiger won here in 06, he didn't hit one driver, zero drivers the entire day, just hit the, an iron off the tee because it was dried out like a runway and the ball just ran forever and he went with precision over distance. Uh, like many places, they've had a lot of rain and that makes the golf course just easier and easier because the guy, guys can stop their golf ball. The one thing about this golf course is strokes gained approach you know, pretty much driving it, Dan, is it's almost luck. Like if, you know, the, the fairway is a million different angles and you can hit a great ball that goes right down the middle and hits an angle wrong and shoots directly right into the, right into the hay. Uh, so there's a lot of luck with driving, but what there isn't luck is strokes gained approach. Uh, Scotty Scheffler by a mile, by a mile leads this category. Actually, Dan, Scotty Scheffler in every single category leads by a mile, except putting. Like, he is so much better than everyone else right now. It really is Tiger-esque, except he can't putt. To put it in perspective, if Scotty Scheffler could putt, he would probably have won eight to nine events in a row. And I'm, that's no, there's no hyperbole there. Like, he's, he's hitting it that much straighter, that much better than everyone else. He just can't putt. The old saying is at the Open Championship, putting matters the least. 
because no one can putt these greens. They're a million years old. They they don't really have the equipment to even properly cut them like they do in the United States. So there's a lot of luck involved there. With that said, I'll take the guys that hit it the best to give them the most opportunity to get lucky. Scotty Scheffler's the favorite. You know me. I don't bet the favorite. I'm just telling you, if the guy makes a putt, he wins because he's just better than everyone else. With that said, I'll give you some some strokes gained. Uh, I'll give you some picks that, that will give you make you some money. I like Gary Woodland a lot this week. That's a guy no one's going to have on the list. Double D, no one's going to have Gary Woodland. I just gave him to to the uh, don't at me audience. Uh, Morikawa, his stroke gained approach is always awesome. He can't putt either. Putting at the Open Championship is massively underplayed. Uh, Corey Connors, he's had a not a great year, but I I think if you're if you're really looking to go outside the box, I think Corey Connors plays this plays well this week. Um, but the guy that I kind of think finds his mojo again this week, it's a live guy. I think Cam Smith plays really good this week at Royal Liverpool. Man, I got to tell you, Woodland is plus 15,000 to win. <laughs> yeah. Plus 15,000. I'm, yeah. I'm getting a taste of that. Uh, yeah. Top 10 is plus 1,000. Yeah, we're all on the top 10. We're on the top 10 in Gary Woodland? A thousand percent. Man, I like the way you're thinking, kid. I think what you're doing here is fit. plus fifteen thousand. Man, yeah, I mean, yeah, that- he, you know, he's had a bad year. He's been battling injury, but when you look at what he does well, it fits this course to a T. Uh, he can hit a two iron off the tee, which he'll do a lot. He hits it straight. He hits it far. Uh, he's really good with his irons, and I think Gary Woodland will be part of the story. Now the Kepka thing, I, I see a picture of Kepka. You can you can eliminate yeah. a player by giving them kryptonite, right? Uh what's what's Brooks Kepka's kryptonite? What's the one thing Kepka cannot handle? Slow play. Tell so me. what do you do? What do you oh, do, Dan? Yeah. You put him with the slowest player on the face of the planet. <laughs> and even though he's not gonna he's not gonna be you're not gonna see him like arguing, he's gonna be super nice to Cantley. A couple bad shots after he had to wait an extra eight minutes to watch Cantley walk around the putt 7,000 times, you're going to start to see it. it's going to get under Brooks's skin. I do not have Kepka this week. You think, but, you know, you're only playing with him two rounds, right? I mean, you're That's only enough. playing with him two rounds. I know you That's can... enough. Go ahead. That's enough. Really? I, two rounds, you know, like I said, Brooks Kepka might not even make the cut here. You heard it here at Don't At Me. He might not even make the cut because he can't play with a guy that is is molassesly slow. They had a little issue, they, a little back and forth, but you're right. Golf, we, I'm, I'm sure it's all worked out, right? And it'll be worked out on the tee, Kepka, uh, Kepka and Cantlay, right? No, no, th- it hasn't been discussed. No. Cantlay knows. Here's the thing. It's a lot easier for the slow player to speed up than it is for this fast player to slow down. And here's the thing. Patrick Cantlay, he could give a rat's blank of what Brooks Kepka thinks about his routine. Patrick Cantlay's routine 
Whether you like it or not, I'm not a fan of slow play. It has won him millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. And if you think for one second he's changing one thing because he's grouped with Brooks Kepka, you're insane. So Kepka's going to have to bite his bottom lip and deal with it. Now, he Kepka might show some real maturity here, and I could be dead wrong. And, you know, there are tricks. There's little things you could do, like it, your normal walker, walking pattern. Instead of, uh, you know, instead of your normal walking pattern to your ball, you can cut your steps in half. You know, you can you can go to the bathroom after every tee shot. Like, there's things you can do, but what's that doing? That's changing Brooks Kepka's routine. I'll tell you who's not changing, Patrick Cantlay. I'll actually you know, take I'll actually take I'll tell you this right now. I'm telling I'm telling the kid over here to put this in. Give me a head to head, Cantley over Kepka Thursday. Give me that for a hundred. All right. So we're now I'm now on record with my wallet that I'm taking Cantley straight up over Kepka tomorrow. How about that? I like it. I hey look, I ain't mad about it. I what you're saying to me makes perfect sense. Um are you a are you a Kepka hater? No, no, one of my favorite players. In uh I just went to my DraftKings and yeah. they have um they've got Kepka, excuse me, they've got Cantelay again. Where did I just say Kepka against Fleetwood and Cantelay against Scheffler? They don't have, at least on DraftKings, they don't have Cantelay against Kepka, or I was betting the crap out of that. Uh, maybe yeah, it'll come be, up somewhere else, but you'll be able to get uh, that, Dan. You'll be especially with them playing together. You'll be able to get that, uh, a hundred percent. And by the way, with Scotty Scheffler, if you don't want to take the favorite, you can win some money that way by just taking him in the heads to in the head to heads. But Scheffler, right now, Dan, yeah, he freaking Scotty Scheffler is he's just better than everyone else. Now, Rom, you know, Rom has the Masters malaise, which. It tra- it's very traditional. Uh, you go back the last 25 years and you look at the guys that have won the Masters and it's taken a while to to bounce back, if you will, from winning the Masters because of everything that comes with it. And as great as Rom is, he's been a different player since he won the Masters. Uh, you know, he's on my list this week. I actually think we're getting a little bit of value with Rom, uh, even though he's always going to be in the top three. His number's not as crazy as it, as it normally is. Um, but yeah, I mean, what Scotty Scheffler's doing right now is insanity. Absolute insanity. Yeah, absolute, I mean, every, every, every single absolute category. week, he's in the top five every week, every week. And he's last. And here's the crazy thing about it. I crunched the numbers on this because I didn't really believe what I was reading. So I had to go in and look at it. He's in the bottom 20 in putting every week. So 70 guys make the cut. He's outside the top 50 in putting and finishes in the top five in the tournament. That's tough to do. And he does it every week. So I promise you, Dan, the week he puts, the week he puts well, he runs away, right? I mean, the week he puts well, forget it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I follow this uh, like it's my job, which it may be. All right, last thing. You got anything NFL for me other than the fact that you love Anthony Richardson and the Colts this year? You know, 
I'm really uh, my big thing this year is the is the Cleveland Browns are once again starting to get more and more love from the prognosticators around the uh, U.S. Uh, that are telling us that their roster is better than everyone else's. And Deshaun Watson has had some time now to uh, figure things out. Uh, I'm betting the under on wins for the Cleveland Browns. Um, I think they're in a really good division. I think that the the Ravens are going to be really good. The Bengals are obviously going to be really good. I think the Steelers, you can book a Mike Tomlin team, is going to be around 8, 9, 10 wins, which if you're winning 8, 9, 10, that, that means you're beating somebody. I think the Cleveland Browns are with Deshaun Watson are are a, are a train wreck disaster. I'm writing it down. I'm right. writing it down. And ladies and gentlemen, I just took for way too much money. I just took at minus one ten Patrick Cantlay to beat Brooks Kepka round one for way too much money. But I ain't mad about it. No, I listen to no. Burr. The world I should lo- listen to Burr. I love Cantlay tomorrow. I love the Browns under. I think Deshaun Watson's a bust. I think Anthony Richardson's playing tight end by week three. I'm kidding. But uh, you get my drift. <laughs> oh, man. The entire city of Indianapolis is so fired love up me, about Dan. Anthony Richardson. Oh, and they hate you. Yeah, they hate you. They, 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 they. I got a decision to make whether to go back on local radio. Wow. Uh, here in Indy, and I, I think that decision is going to be made by how much I can have you on because you just <laughs> piss them all off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what we do, Dan. We speak hey, the Bert, truth. Look at my head. Oh my goodness! Look at my head. I, yeah, I knocked myself out on my deck. I was walking to turn off a faucet that was under my deck. Next thing you know, I remember hitting my head and I ended up on the ground. I got knocked but- out by a deck. You know, I was wondering, as I was listening to the show this morning, it did occur to me how much more coherent you are, how much stronger your points have been. I mean, it's the classic case of someone needed to knock some blank into you, and it finally happened. (laughs) Yeah, if you had hit your head, if you had hit your, if you had hit your head 20 years ago, you'd still be coaching. Yeah. I know. Bowling Green would have been a national contender. What the hell? That's all it needed. That's all it needed. (laughs) Thanks, my friend. You're awesome. All right, Double D. Enjoy the Open, my friend. I'm going. Yes, sir. I'm going with Ryan Burr. I always go with Ryan Burr. Ryan Burr, I got it written down. I'm taking Cantlay over uh, Kepka. I am taking – I'm going to take plus 700. I'm going to take Scotty Scheffler to win. I'm taking Gary Woodland at plus 15,000. I mean, why wouldn't I? So if Gary Woodland wins, I took Gary Woodland top 10 at plus 1,000. Why wouldn't I? We're trying to win money here. We're not gambling here. We're investing here. Royal Miller says, hey, Burr's starting to win me over. I've been critical in the past. Yeah, I get it. I get it. People are on my ass. Uh, People are all over me. You know what I mean? Well, they're all over me because, well... Uh, you, Andrew Tate's just a macho man. Watch his interview with Tucker Carlson. I did. I did. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Anyway, uh, freaking lunatic. Uh, the world is insane right now, and I'm not happy about it. We're going to have some more gambling 
uh, coming up here. Look, I'm tired of hearing from national pundits about our country. I'm tired of it. And I'm going to continue to discuss. Uh, when we come back, we're going to rediscuss the Trump indictment. We're going to rediscuss why Andrew Tate's a freaking stalking, ridiculous lunatic. We're going to rediscuss that. And I got so much more. Stay right here. Tell your friends. We're on one today at Don't At Me. Sack up on the back. You want the merch? Go to dandockage.com. Let me know. We'll get you some. And anything you pay for it is going to Bikes for Kids. That's right. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Yeah, DraftKings does have a $300 boat boost. Uh, plus 300 bonus for the open. Ryan Mueller, my good friend, is telling us the YouTube chat is a pumping. Look, I want to recap a little bit. You know, I'm so tired of the crap that we have to deal with. You know, every time you turn on the TV, every time you turn on the radio, every time you turn on anybody other than Fox News, everybody in this country is against this country that is uh, a face, whether it's politicians, whether it's news anchors, everybody's against this country. You listen to our longtime politicians, Pelosi, who somehow has all this power, Shermer, President Biden, who is a complete joke. Everybody's against it. When did MAGA, make, when did the word make America great again become such a hellish word or saying, what, look, if, you, if I am running for president, or if Trump runs for president, make America great again is going to resonate with me because right now we've got unprecedented violence in our cities, trash everywhere, kids ran wild, school systems broken, inflation. And if they tell you inflation isn't there, then just go to the grocery store. Just do that. Just go to the grocery store and compare your bill from when Trump was in office to right now. And it's not just eggs, ladies and gentlemen. It is everything. So they can get up there and they can make up numbers and they can get checked by community notes on Twitter with the things they tell us. But right now, our country is in a shambles. We've got children being sexualized. we got former president that wants books in schools that show oral sex between men and he's sitting there telling us, Obama, is these are the books that shaped me. Really? They shaped you. Huh? I've seen you play basketball. You're no good at that. These books shaped you, huh? Okay. Yay, Rob. Go fight, win. Don't know why I threw the basketball crap in, but I just felt like it. So make America great again has never resonated more. It used to be you're a MAGA. Then it became you're a racist. Then it became you're transphobic. Now it's your Quanon. My, 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 one of my family members said, oh, I can't talk to this girl because she's QAnon. Yeah, well, okay. 
It's truly incredible what's going on in our country, and it's time we stand up. It's 1,000% time we stand up. The worst among us, not the most caring, not the most inclusive among us, are liberals. Liberals hate. Liberals hate on anything, and they talk about their inclusivity. They talk about their love, but they're full of crap. And then we've got the LGTQ, whatever the hell it is, community that is targeting kids. I've talked about this forever. I don't give a damn if you're gay. I don't give a damn who you're screwing. I could care less. But keep kids out of it. There's no reason to put kids in it. And then, of course, we got the trans community that's sitting there trying to get your kid to cut his pee-pee off, stuff it inside him, and act like a girl. Then we got others that are saying, hey, look. Uh, Leah Thomas and her and his penis is all of a sudden Antifa. And don't even get me started on the Antifa. Jason L. Dean writes a song that says, try that in a small town. And the country music television says, well, that's racist. That ain't racist. That's real. Go try that crap in a small town. Go try that crap in Crown Point, Indiana, where, by the way, there are a number of African-Americans. Go try that way in Alabama, where a strong African-American male said, hey, look, Antifa, don't even think about coming here. Don't even think about it. Don't even give it a thought of coming here to Alabama. And his quote is, and I'm reading it here, we'll break your neck. We'll break your damn neck. Right. We don't just sit back and acquiesce. We shouldn't anyway, because some idiots want to tear down our town. Hey, well, we need change. Great, get change. But you don't need to tear down, quoting an African-American man, the business that we use, the businesses in our town that we cater to. It's the damnedest thing ever. And if you don't start, and I'm in this, I should be speaking out stronger. I should be more of a voice. And Ryan Burr is right. Maybe I got some sense knocked into me when I hit my head on that damn deck right here. And it knocked me out. But I'm so freaking tired. And so are you. You're tired of it. Dan, why are you yelling at me? Because I'm fired up. And then we got this Andrew Tate guy that people are actually defending. People are actually defending. I retweeted a tweet from Megan Fox, not crazy Megan Fox who's trying to make her boys into girls, not the crazy-ass, ridiculous, evil actress. No, a reporter, a reporter that I like, a reporter that has some sense, has some sack to her, has some gravitas, has some you-know-whats, has some stuff. And it's basically, if you are for, and that's great, if you are for, Andrew Tate, just watch this video. Just simply watch this video. That's all. So yeah, on corporate.com, I have my PhD program, and that is a uh, PhD is a uh, pimp and hose degree that I'm. Um, Clever. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that, that teaches basically how I got girls, how I met girls, how I got girls to like me, how I got girls to fall in love with me to work on webcam for me. Any single guy that has any sense at all can do an interview and make people like, that's not where you get your information from.
on people. You get it from past interviews. You get it when no one's watching on a podcast that maybe isn't that popular. And this Andrew Tate guy is no different than R. Kelly. This Andrew Tate guy is R. Kelly. He just hasn't been described as R. Kelly by anybody except this guy. Yeah, he says some interesting male things uh, with Tucker Carlson. But when you go back and you review who this guy really is, who he really is, huh? Megan Fox writer, Andrew Tate defender needs to see this breakdown. A criminal lawyer legally analyzes Andrew Tate's own incriminating words. This guy is a sociopath. This guy is a psychopath. This guy is a predator. This guy is the worst among us because he can trick you. He's clever enough. He's a wolf in sheep's clothes. He can trick you. And people are being tricked. And I don't like it. Uh, Joe Biden fell asleep. Now I'm going to be done and I'm going to go on to other things. But this is driving me crazy. This is the country that we're living in. Let's play Joe Biden. He is sitting there with a world leader from Israel. Look at this guy. Look at the Israeli guy. He's like, I guarantee you, I guarantee you. Now watch this video. Let's just watch this video. I'm going to tell you what happened after. And we brought Israelis and Palestinians together at a political level, and they are, and uh, and Akwa uh, and his old Shram. And uh, as I uh, affirmed the Prime Minister. Tell me what he said. Anyone? Bueller? Anyone? Anyone here? Anyone? 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 I'll listen. I'll hang up and listen. So here's what happened after. Here's what happened. See the guy on the left? He went back. He went back and he told his people, I can't believe this is the president of the United States. I cannot believe this is the effing president of the United States. And this doesn't include the feeling up of Eva Longoria. This doesn't include the creepy sniffing of little girls. This doesn't include the munching on little girls. This doesn't include the grabbing of women. This doesn't include all that. This is just him. (laughs) I got to tell you, that's your president. And we, ladies and gentlemen, should 1,000% rise up. Haven't you had enough? Seriously, haven't you had enough of this crap? Northwestern has a serious problem. We talked about it yesterday. We did. We talked about it yesterday, and yesterday we told you that a number of Northwestern football players are protecting themselves by hiring, ladies and gentlemen, an attorney, an attorney named Ben Crump, an attorney that absolutely does not play around. Ben Crump does not care about anything but making this a racial deal. And this will be incredibly, incredibly difficult. Here's the deal. First Northwestern hazing lawsuit has been filed. It alleges that the school enabled and concealed sexual misconduct. It was filed in Cook County Court yesterday against Pat Fitzgerald and members of the school leadership. Listen to this. The player alleges, now the player is named John Doe in this. The player alleges the team's former head coach, Fitzgerald, university president, Michael Schill, AD, Derek Craig, and the board of trustees enabled and concealed sexual misconduct and racial discrimination. The player's last season was 2022. 
and the Selby Legal Law Firm. It wasn't just confined to one bad actor, the lawsuit says. It wasn't just confined to one team, like the football team. It included a culture that was accepted and tolerated and encouraged on the baseball team and other sports teams and also with men and women's sports. It's a tainted athletic department. That was Parker Steiner, the attorney for the plaintiff. It's very unlikely, in my opinion, ladies and gentlemen, that this will be the last lawsuit. Instead, it will be the first. Now, here's the deal. Like any lawsuit, this thing could get thrown out tomorrow and no one's going to pay attention, right? We just read to you. We just read to you a lawsuit. And if I were the dad of a recruit, when I read that, I'm done with Northwestern if I have anything to say about it with my son. If I'm the father of a player there, I want to know exactly what's going on. Ben Crump is the attorney not doing this one. He's an attorney that a group of eight unnamed players, and I think it's chicken blank that everybody gets to be unnamed here. Like, if you're going to sue somebody and you're going to be Smurts Pat Fitzgerald and the president and the board of trustees and everyone associated, who the hell are you? I get it. You're going to say, well, we're protecting the victim. Are you really? Why is the victim, I guess, more important than others? I don't know the answer to that. The victim is not underage. The victim is very public about this because, well, they're filing a lawsuit. I don't know. I think you better come proper in this. Ben Crump and his group, Levin and Percanti, they have eight players. You're going to see eight separate lawsuits, or maybe legally they decide to bunch them all into one. I don't know. But you don't hire Ben Crump to not file a lawsuit. You don't hire Ben Crump to keep things quiet and to make a deal. You don't do that. You hire Ben Crump to be very public, very racial, very out there, and damaging to not only Fitzgerald, but the entire group. Here's the allegations, all right? Here's the allegations that the eight players lawyering up with Ben Crump said. Allegations including, I'll never understand, is forced naked axed, termed bear crawls, car wash, under center snap. Perhaps the most concerning is a ritual known as running, where eight to ten upperclassmen wearing masks would restrain a player and dry hump them in front of the rest of the team. Other incidents include the Gatorade shake challenge, causing physical discomfort to the extent of sickness and vomiting. At least three former players have alleged a culture of racism, with black coaches and players pressured to cut off longer hairstyles to fit the wildcat way. Yeah, what are you going to do? That ain't good. That ain't good. That ain't good. I'm just telling you. Yeah, I don't know about the hairstyle and it races. I don't know. Did they make white players cut their hair? I don't know about that. What are you going to do with that? I don't know. But the other crap, I'll never understand. I will live my entire life not understanding the naked stuff. I almost swore the naked stuff in locker rooms. Why would I want to dry hump Randy Whitman? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, seriously. Why would I want to dry hump my teammate? Honest to God, I know that hazing never, ever works. Never. Hazing on athletic teams only causes bitterness. Hey, I never, ever would have allowed hazing. Ever. I coached as a head coach for 10 years. No chance. Zero shot. Indiana, none. 
okay, maybe the man, or excuse me, maybe the freshman had to help the managers with a bag. If you think that's hazing, go to hell. That's just helping the managers. And the, and the freshman got to do it because other freshmen had to do it before. But I got to tell you, if you're hazing, you're an idiot. Just a stone cold foo. That's it. And if this is all true, then good for Pat Fitzgerald for being fired. Good for Northwestern for getting his ass out of here. Now, uh, the AD is new. The president is new. The AD already fired the baseball coach. Who knows? I hope nothing comes out on Chris Collins because I really like Chris Collins and I really like Chris's dad, Doug. So I'm hoping Chris and his staff were above all this crap. But honest to God, you never know. You absolutely never know. Uh, The Jets did not want hard knocks. The Jets said, hey, we don't want it. We don't want it. Uh, They told HBO that they are going to limit their access. One of the things that they are going to limit is you will not see players being cut. Here's a little video on it. Well, again, the Jets fought it all along. They met with NFL Films and told them clear as day, we don't want to do this. And while you're all talking about the last time the Jets did it with Rex Ryan and Mike Tannenbaum, they were along for the ride. This group is not along for the ride. And hard knocks will not be the same because they're not going to be given the same access. The Jets don't believe it's humane to show players being released. So it would surprise me if we see them this summer. This is a partnership. This is a relationship. And the Jets are not interested in being partners with NFL Films, no matter what they say. So they're going to go in there because it is, as Aaron Rodgers says, being forced down their throats. But the Jets are not going to provide the level of cooperation that the Lions provided last year or that other teams have provided in other years. And essentially, in the end, because the Jets were unwilling to go along with it and because the commanders don't have the new owner approved yet and the league couldn't go there, the league wanted to go to the Jets. The Jets didn't want it. That's why they waited until last week because there was no other option. And the league said, essentially, the Jets, you're doing it. And that's the way it's going to go down. This will be the highest rated hard knocks in the history of the series. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, which is their access. concern. With the yeah. least access. The highest rated with the least access. You know what that means? Give them less and they want more. Undersell, overperform. I think it's going to be interesting. I don't really watch hard knocks. I have. And when I watch it, I like it. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I do. I, I, I like it, but I don't set my dial to it because Lee doesn't really want to watch. It. I mean, I'll watch the bear, which by the way, the bear, I'm tired of the bear. You guys watch the bear. The bear is too slow. The bear reminds me of succession. It's just too slow. I don't need character development. Anyway, our, <laughs> I did. I finished the bear. It is it with the bear. I like fast. I'm not shoot up car chase guy. In fact, I get bored with car chases. I do. I, I got bored of uh, the Blues Brothers, and the only thing we did, we had a drinking game. You had to take a drink, uh, a shot of beer every time a car uh, flipped over when we, we used to hang out at Milan's and Gehring. But anyway, give them less. They want more. This is going to be interesting. I don't think it's inhumane to show guys getting cut, but I didn't like it. I didn't care. Hey, apparently Bill Belichick is on the hot seat. We talked about it the other day. Everybody's on the hot seat. 
I mean, look, if they fired Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern, they'll fire you. If they fired Bob Knight at Indiana, they'll fire you. That's exactly what coaches talk about. We all understand Belichick opened himself up the minute he got rid of Tom Brady. The minute he did that Belichick thing where you get rid of a player one year early, well, it ends up Brady's still going. Brady's still playing. And Belichick hasn't been great. Belichick has been, by every measure, living on the equity of all of his titles. And he should. Like, look, I said this forever. Joe Madden should have a job for life with the Chicago Cubs because Joe Madden in 2016 brought the Cubs to the World Series championship. Here it is. He's on the hot seat and he's been there at different levels of warmth since 2019. That's Tom Curran on the Rich Eisen Show. I don't know whether Tom Curran knows his ass from third base. I have no idea. But he's a 500 coach without Tom Brady over the last three or four years. That gets you on the hot seat. It just does. So people are surprised. Well, I don't think he should ever be on the hot seat. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. This is a weird story. Walk walk with me through this story because you're going to hear it at the end. Um, Ex-Google executives say that AI-powered sex robots will seem alive and eliminate the need for another human being. Well, guys have, and gals, gals with the electronic devices and guys with the left or right hand have always eliminated the need for another partner. Hey, baby, how you doing? <laughs> uh, you know, your wife's there. You haven't been home for a while. She opens the top drawer. The little egg is there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, let's get freaky with a robot. Yeah, I don't think so. All right, you wait for it. You know it. You love it. You want it. We're going to give it to you. What the hell Wednesday? We need an intro to what the hell Wednesday. We need something, you know, something dramatic to what the hell Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? And by the way, coming up here in about five minutes, my guy Jeffrey Clark is going to give you a number of prop bets you want to have. You want to take a look at it. I got the sheet right here. All right, let's go. What the hell Wednesday? Give it to me, baby. Oh, man. Oh! Hey, pretty good acrobatics. Nothing wrong with the acrobatics on this one. But you know what? Why is it always the fall? Why is it always when a guy falls on his dupayage that we go, it's right, very good, very good, very good, boom! Ugh. All right. Well, I ain't mad at you, but hey, uh, we got to do a little bit better than that, don't we? I mean, that dude just got smacked in the head. Let me another one. I love these. I do. Because they're always dramatic. Come on, Max. This is stupid. Uh, shocking. Shocking. So when I was in sixth grade, right? dumbass, when I was in sixth grade, a friend of mine named Dean Pappas, 
Dean Pampish used to get on top when Mr. Dolezal wasn't around. He would get just like that on top of the desk, and he would jump down and bend his knees under him so he would fall down on his knees. Dean Pampas was a cool kid. I went to Mother Goose Nursery School with Dean Pampas, and then he showed up at St. Peter and Paul. I don't know where Dean Pampas is, but I guarantee he's got bad knees, and this guy got what he deserved. What are you doing exactly? All right, who's next? Let's have a look. This is going to end bad. Hey, Ali. So this guy's just going and he's being a jag. He's got his little cape and, you know, his whatever those things are. And everybody's, you know, I don't even know what they're riding. It looks like they're riding bikes and he's kind of leading them. But watch behind him when everybody just goes down. Down goes Billy. A famous bar scene at Tilly's Pub when Lee and I were just sitting there having a sandwich and two drunk guys and Billy, one of the buddies, fell in his dupayat. Down goes the entire group right there. First one fell, everyone followed, away we go. I love that kind of stuff. You know that I do. All right, what else you got here? <laughs> oh, boy. Why? Why? Yeah, why? Yeah, seriously. Like, why? Oh, look at me. Oh, look. Oh, I'm so cool. Look. Oh, my God. I'm amazing. Oh, boom. I don't know if anybody got hurt in these, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I really don't care if anyone got hurt in these. I'm not mad if anyone got hurt in these. I'm not. You're going, be, you're going to be an idiot, you get hurt. Doesn't no skin off my back. I think we all feel the same way. Who doesn't care? I mean, I don't know. Is there another one? I love these. I like What the Hell Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, boy. Like, I get it. Everybody's chasing a little clout. So I hope that's his car, and I'm glad he hit his head. If that's not his car, I hope he hit his head and gave himself a concussion. I hope he gave himself one of these. I'm just saying. I hope he did. I mean, if that's your car, fine. I don't care. But if that's not your car, what the hell are you doing jumping on somebody's car? What's going on here in the world? (laughs) Yeah, who's your daddy? Gravity's a mother. Uh, We got any more? Oh, Fafo underscore TV. Good. Is that your truck? Good. Hope you broke your neck. No, I don't. No, I don't. That's a lie. Nah, take that back. Edit, edit, edit. No, I don't. But why are we jumping on people's cars? Probably a zillion dudes do that. Nobody gets hurt. And this is the one guy that got smacked around a little bit. And next thing you know, I'm all angry. I'm angry Dan today. Yeah, I am. Harumph, harumph, harumph. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Watch your ass. What else we got? Is that it? These are good. I love these. Oh, oh crap. Hold on. What did I miss? 
God damn. Ethan's house is. Oh. <laughs> you know, I often wonder, and I wonder if you guys wonder the same thing. Do bridges, does your deck, does your front porch, if it's up, do you check it? Like, how do you know it? You know, you invite people over and you just assume that your deck is okay. That's a hell of an assumption. I mean, do you have to have inspectors come out? What do you got to do here? I don't know. It's very odd. Very weird. Very weird. All right, when we come back, Jeffrey Clark, I got a whole sheet here of bets for the U.S. Open, and I got a lot more coming up. Stay right here. Go tell your friends right now. Let me see Darwin Awards. Yeah, these are Darwin Awards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fire the Carpenter. Boy, I agree with that. Hey, the YouTube chat is absolutely rocking and rolling. Ryan Mueller, you are a stud. Hey, Dan, uh, Jim Eagle says, I identify as an angel. So I'm going to get Eagle's wing surgically attached to my back. If you think that's crazy, you're a bigot. Like and subscribe. Do it right now. We're trying to get to 2 million as quickly as possible. We're at 1.25 million. Like and subscribe. This is a good show. Hit the like button. We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Got a lot going on here. The Open Championship starts this week. I have been on one today. I'll never understand I'm going David Letterman I'll never understand why the world that we live in allows the world that we live in in the great state of the United States I'll never understand why we allow crap hey uh Dr. Anthony Fauci is accused of perjury wow they say the former White House doctor lied under oath about funding granted to the Wuhan laboratory. Dr. Fauci should have said no, and Trump should have vetted Fauci a little bit better, man. Fauci, I don't know. I assume he's bought and paid for. It seems like he's bought and paid for. Fauci accused of perjury. Former White House doctor lied under oath about funding gain-of-function research in China, which is feared to have started the COVID pandemic. That's from... Republican senators. Now, let me just break this down for you just a second. I think you all would feel the same way that I did. If you, I don't know how people would live with themselves, but listen, lied under oath about funding gain of function research in China, which is feared to have started the corona or the COVID virus. Now, I, I got to tell you, if this is even partially true, And if Fauci knows that he had a hand, all right, he had even a little bit of a hand in the coronavirus starting, spreading, leaking, whatever. Well, how do you live with yourself? Serious question here. How do you possibly live with yourself? Rand Paul is saying this, and I got to tell you, Look, I'm not saying he did. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm not pretending to know more than all of y'all know. Look, I know this. When Trump talked about these kind of things, he was usually 100% spot on. It got called a right-wing conspiracy. 
all of your news media poo-pooed it, but I got to tell you, man, this doesn't stop. This will not stop. It can't stop. It won't stop. Like Fauci, in newly released emails dated February 1st, 2020, they show that Fauci acknowledged that scientists in Wuhan University are known to have been working on gain-of-function experiments to determine that molecular mechanisms associated with bat viruses adapted to human infection and the outbreak originated in Wuhan. Think about that. Think about that. Now, the Government Accountability Office determined last month that the Wuhan Institute of uh, Virology and the Wuhan University did receive HNIH funding. But nothing's being done. Wow. In one email, Fauci admits he had concerns that COVID might have been genetically engineered and that those were worsened by the fact that gain-of-function research was taking place in Wuhan before the pandemic. Gain-of-function research is this. It's medical research that genetically alters a virus to make it more deadly. What? Or infectious. And to try to get ahead of natural mutations that might occur. Now, I got to tell you, I, look, if, if the... Jeez. That's why I always tell you there's always a backstory. Everybody you see sitting up on your TV and pontificating, except for me, because I got no backstory. I read, I go over, and I tell you. But if Fauci was involved in any of this, if Fauci had knowledge of any of this beforehand, he's a criminal. But even more than that, even more than being a criminal, I don't know how you live with yourself. Like, if you're the head of the CDC and you're ahead of everything in the United States, you're supposed to know. You know, it's a little bit like what people are saying about Pat, Pat, blah, Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern or any coach. Well, you may not have known, but you should have known. Is that what we're saying here about this guy? Well, you didn't know, okay, but should you have known? Should you have known that this was going on and put a stop to it? Or did you trust that the Wuhan, the Chinese, weren't going to do anything with it? Did you trust that it was going to be isolated in some lab in Wuhan, China? And if you did, you're a fool and you were wrong. Look, I don't know, but when I read this, man, I say to myself, how do you live with yourself? How do you live? Now, it all may be crap. And that's how you live with yourself. Just because something is printed in some newspaper somewhere or put online somewhere, we know it doesn't make it so. But when there are actual emails involved, and senators are starting to talk, and it's becoming a big deal, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, except that how do you live with yourself, and we got to be looking at you the same way, don't we? That we look at coaches that supposedly should have known, seems like we should to me. But what do I know? Man. Uh, protesters are kicked out of a DeSantis rally for holding up pride flags. Hey, we don't want you indoctrinating our children. Here's a clip from a Ron DeSantis rally. I ain't mad about it. Look, I I'm just not. I I've had enough. Good. You got pride. Good. Great. Yay, Rod, go fight, win. Go have sex with whoever you want. Don't care. But kids don't need to be indoctrinated. Let's see uh, a little clip here from the DeSantis rally. This world is nuts, and I'm here for it.
What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Yeah, I mean, dudes are yelling. Why can't you act like people? Why can't the people of pride just act respectful? We're mad. Good, we're all mad. We want respect. You got respect. You got a whole month. Veterans get one day. You got a whole month. We celebrate the country for one day. You got a whole month. But you got to sit there and yell and scream like idiots? I don't think so. That's not great. I don't think that's very good. I think that's horrible. But that's what you do. You yell, you scream. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, we want pride. Bah, 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 bah. We want this. Yeah, 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 yeah. How about you just act like people? Okay, you're having sex with your same sex. Wonderful. Yay, Ra. Hope you're in love. Hope it's all good. Hope you get married. Yay, go. But how about you just act like people? Doesn't seem difficult to me. I don't know. Uh, The mother of a highly touted Ohio State. This is so sad, man. Carnell Tate is a highly touted football player going to Ohio State, and he lives from Chicago. And you know what? Being in Chicago, his mother was killed in a drive-by. His mom, Ashley Griggs, was killed in a drive-by shooting in Chicago. She's minding her own business, driving down the street. Some idiots drive by, or she's sitting on the street, and some idiots drive by and shoot her in the stomach. How about that? How about that? Shoot her in the stomach, one grazed her head. What for? And this is what we tolerate in our country. And this is not going to stop in Chicago because you have the most progressive mayor. You thought Lori Lightfoot was bad. This mayor's worse. This mayor would get rid of every cop if he possibly could. This mayor would say, hey, look, they're just kids that are destroying everything that a lot of people have worked for. I'm not going to stand for it. I may get canceled off of this show, but you know what? I don't quite have FU money, but I made some pretty good investment. I'm getting a little close. Just drives you nuts. Uh, You know, the tolerant left is, well, the tolerant left. They're actually the intolerant left. And frankly, uh, anybody that disagrees with our intolerant left 
Uh, and you know what? It is a little bit unfair, but there's a lawmaker here, a Republican that, or a Democrat, that decided that she was going to get out of being a Democrat. She's like, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Um, you know, I'm going to leave the party and I'm going to go elsewhere. I'm going to go to the Republicans and I'm not happy with what we're going. I don't know our party. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know our party. I'm not happy with our party. So I'm going to leave. Well, you know what happened then. Of course, you get the racism stuff. The intolerant left gets the racism stuff going. And next thing you know, boom, the intolerant left or the tolerant left becomes what they really are. They are really, 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 really intolerant. We know it. And there's no way you should vote for any of these folks because they are evil, hateful people every time you disagree. Not all, but certainly most. The SEC, nice move here in Nashville. They honored the Nashville police who so bravely went in in the Covenant School and said, no, 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 not on our watch. Let's show you a little video. Good for you, Greg Sankey. Good for you for doing that. Good. Sergeant Jeff Mathis. Detective Zachary Plesey. And Detective Michael Colazzo. Not able to attend today is the fifth member of that quick response team for March 27th, Officer Rex Engelberg. There were hundreds of emergency personnel who ended up present at the Covenant School that day. But these five were those engaged with the assailant who ended the threat. I know it's not typical, we broke protocol a moment ago, I'm gonna ask you to break protocol again and join me in recognizing these gentlemen for their service to this community. I love it. Thank you for doing that, SEC. More cops. I stand with blue. I stand with blue. I'm going to get a, one of those blue American flags, and I'm going to fly it. I don't give a damn what anybody says I've had enough. Jeffrey Clark is my man. Outkick Bets is the show, is the uh, Twitter. My man, good to see you. Haven't, haven't seen you in a long, long time. You've got some thoughts on the Open Championship, including, including ladies and gentlemen, a long shot that is a pretty good long shot. Give it to me. Who you like in here, my friend? Man, Dan, I'm so happy to be back. This is my favorite golf tournament of the year. I've picked the outright winner in the last two British Opens, so I'm going for a three-peat this year, baby. Um, I'm starting my card with Victor Hovland. I got him at plus 2,200 on DraftKings. He still has the, those odds. This dude is a monster ball striker that's been putting very well recently. He won the Memorial, tied for third at the Players' Championship, both of which are played at similar courses as the track that they're playing at this week. He finished tied seventh at the Masters in April, runner-up at the PGA Championship, just in great form and has great history at the British Open. So my first guy, Victor Hovland. All right, you like you like Hovland. You also correct me if I'm wrong, but you ain't mad at Hovland to finish in the top five as well. You got him to win, but you got him top five at plus four hundred. 
That's true. Yeah. My strategy for uh, betting golf is I like to bet these guys outright, obviously, and then back them up with a placement bet. So I'm trying to get what I bet on the outright plus like a full unit. So as you can see here, as the listener, the uh, viewers, your fans can see here, I like um, Victor Hovland. I like Patrick Cantley to win and top five and Colin Marikawa to win in top 10. Cantley has absolutely no weaknesses. He just hasn't put it together in a major. So if he can put it all together, he can contend this week. He's the second best player in the world on my stats-based model. First in long par four scoring, second in par, par five scoring, fourth in birdie average. Links courses, Dan, are known to get very windy. There's like no trees to block the wind there. So the wind's going to be whipping through this course. He's sixth in total scoring in windy weather conditions. So love Cantley at plus 2,000. I got him at plus 2,500. He's down to plus 2,000. I love him to top five as well. Um, hey, uh, are you in on Matsuyama? Is this what I'm hearing? Keegan Bradley, Matsuyama, Siwoo Kim. You got some dudes up here. Denny McCarthy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are my long shots. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama was going at 100 to 1 earlier this week. I got him at 80 to 1. He's down to 60 to 1. This guy is generating the most scoring opportunities of any golfer in the world over the last 24 rounds. He's dialed in with the irons, a wizard around the greens, and one of the best scramblers in golf. He's a former Masters champion, former Memorial winner, and a proven big game hunter. So I love Hideki this week. Um, love Keegan. This guy is in great form this year, having one of his best seasons of his career because he can finally put it. He's always been an elite ball striker, but he's finally knocking down putts. Seventh in putting over the last 24 rounds. Again, got two wins this season. Six most scoring chances over the last 24 rounds. Great in wind. Love Keegan this week. Hey, uh, what do you expect? Do you expect low scores in this? Yeah, the Open is typically the lowest scoring major um, on the PGA Tour calendar. Last year, Cam Smith won, and I believe, with 20 under. Um, Rory won this tournament in 2014 at the same course at minus 17. The last time the, the Open was at this course was 2006, I believe, and Tiger Woods won it with a minus 18. You need to score in these courses. And um, so I think the winning score is going to be roughly minus 16, minus 17. Hey, last thing before I let you go, when you look at Please. golf right now, does it matter to you in betting whether a guy plays on the live tour or whether he's playing in the European tour or whether he's playing on the PGA tour specific to when it comes to this championship? Not so much the live tour, but I do I don't like betting guys in the DP World Tour because it's just the competition isn't as strong. The courses aren't as difficult. So I'm focusing mostly on the PGA Tour and Live Tour players. The only problem with betting Live Tour players is they don't they don't have a lot of like shot link data to like look at. So you just you're and they they have no cut tournaments and it's only 54 holes. So it's a little bit different and it's harder it's harder to like simulate it to like a PGA tour event, but I much prefer a live tour golf. Uh-oh. 
Uh-oh, did he freeze? I don't know if he froze. Jeffrey, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on, my friend. I got it written down here. I'm going to bet all of it. I'm betting every single thing this weekend. Uh, apparently something froze, and I hope it's not me. I'm looking on my thing here. Looks like I am good. Uh, look, here's the yeah, deal. you're fine. It was just his Zoom. I'm betting. What's that? I'm betting everything. I'm just betting everything. Uh, Jeffrey, I appreciate you coming on, my friend. Uh, apparently, we are not uh, frozen, so I'm going to continue. I'm betting everything. I'm going to bet everything that Jeffrey's got here. I'm going to bet everything that Ryan Berg got here. I love waking up in the morning, and I appreciate Jeffrey Clark. Follow him. Seriously, go to Twitter and, and follow Jeffrey. I, we're a little discombobulated here because we froze, but hey, look. Sometimes that happens. Don't at me about it, people, or we're going to throw some hands. And I don't want to throw hands today. I don't feel like throwing hands today. But anyway, as we move forward with this, follow Jeffrey Outkick Bets, and it is fantastic. I love, and I've told you this before, I absolutely love sports in the morning. I love Wimbledon, and I love the Open Championship. What I don't love is people bitching, whining, and moaning. I don't like Miranda Lambert. I'm not happy with Miranda Lambert. Miranda Lambert charges a lot of money to go to your concert. They People go to your concert. They love you. They think you're absolutely freaking awesome. Young ladies sit in the front row, and young ladies take selfies. So they're sitting there. They got you in the background. They're trying to clout chase, and they're showing all of their friends how much they are and how cool they are by sitting close to you. So they take a selfie. Why are you bitching about it, Miranda Lambert? Why are you complaining about it? Because there's going to be a time when you're going to be playing the Cook County or Marion County Fair, and no one's going to show up. There's going to be a time when you're going to be playing gamekeepers in South Toledo. That's what's going to happen. That's what always happens. That's just the way the world works when you are a star now, but you're not really that big a star. So any complaining, particularly when you are complaining and you're singing a very dull song. You're singing a song that really nobody wanted to hear, and it was kind of a whiny, twangy country song. Now, we can't show what Miranda Lambert did because we don't want to get kicked off here, but I don't care. Miranda Lambert, you need to shut up. You need to enjoy your fans. You need to engage with your fans, and you need to stop being a little pain in the ass. Kirby Smart, watch it. Kirby Smart, watch it. Kirby, you were smart yesterday. You deflected. You got that whole arrogant coach thing. We have such good players in our program. We didn't know which one to bring. Yeah, okay, pull this. It plays jingle bells. Kirby Smart, I got a word for you. Bob Knight, I got another word. Fired. Another word, IU. Pat Fitzgerald, fired. IU. Don't be trying to BS us. You had a death, two deaths. You let a young lady. Now, everybody's in love with you, Kirby Smart, but in your football program, you had a drunk, quote, recruiting analyst. Uh, nobody around Georgia, because you won, is going to investigate what did this, quote, recruiting analyst do and why was she in a car drunk in a university car with a football player? You're going to have to answer for that. As a former coach, that is no chance that was happening. There was no chance a staff member would possibly be in a car drunk, a car that I have rented, my program has rented, with a football player. Sure, we had really pretty young ladies take recruits around campus, but they wasn't getting in a car and they wasn't getting hammered. This is bad business. Nobody's checking it out because Kirby Smart's won. Here's another guy. You've seen him forever on top of the mount. Kirby's on the mount, and all the little minions below him are afraid. Don't go at Kirby. 
The Atlanta Journal, Atlanta Journal Constitution uh, has a retraction case against it from Florida or Georgia football. Good. Kirby Smart said he wasn't aware former star tight end Darnell Washington was paid by Tennessee during recruitment. What are you going to do? That's fallout from the idiot that was Jeremy Pruitt. Guess who was best of friends? Jeremy Pruitt and Kirby Smart. Now nah, I've had enough. I don't want to hear it. You're going to have to answer for this. And if you continue this, you can tell us you got great kids, but you got two people dead. And the person that was involved in it was your star player, Jalen Carter, who apparently was drag racing. Next thing you know, it's a drag race gone bad. I don't know how Jalen Carter lives with himself. Yeah, I do. People don't really care. People don't really care. And this Catholic guilt that I have, I'm not trying to project it onto anybody else. But Kirby Smart, I'm telling you, I understand. I understand that people love you. You've won championships. Yay, Rob. Go fight, win. Our team was able to take a football and move it past the line more times than your team was. Yay. You're a great man. You live on a mount. Yay. Yay, Rob. All right. All right. Yeah. Shut up. How about we bring back discipline into the program? How about we bring back some stuff that, oh, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, makes kids accountable. I know we don't want little kid man. I don't we want, oh, we can't have little kid man. All right. Little player man means he's going to leave. Yeah, who cares? I'm just saying. Who cares? There's a debate going on whether or not IU and other schools should have required the COVID vaccine. I don't know. The hell do I know? Move on. We do. We seriously move on. Do yourself a favor today. It feels so good. Stand up today. Stand up to something. Make your voice heard today. Serious business. Today was fun for me. And this is what you're going to get from now on. I don't think I've been strong enough in my opinion. So I need you to like today's show. I need you to like today's show. I need you to tweet out today's show. I need you to subscribe because OutKick is becoming the singularly most important news, sports, uh, politics, pop culture outlet in America. It really is. I mean, compare us with others. If something happens, we're on it. If something happens, the writers are already writing about it. If something happens, we're talking about it and we ain't afraid. God dang, I'm so tired. How is it possible? That Jason L. Dean, don't try this in a small town, in country music, CMTV is saying, it's racist, we're taking it out. Hey, racist, it's truth. Shoot, I got African Americans on here saying, yeah. Dan, it's obvious you don't pay attention to Andrew Tate. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm wrong about Tate. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right, I'm wrong about him. Sure I am. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Andrew Tate is a fraud. Andrew Tate is a clown. Andrew Tate is R. Kelly. Andrew Tate is a danger to society, period. Period. If you don't agree with me, tell me why. Like, don't just tell me, you don't understand. No, tell me why. Andrew Tate speaks truth. Tell me why. I got a video I'll show you. I seriously will. All I ever hear is, it's obvious you don't pay attention to Andrew Tate. Okay, tell me why. Let's have a discussion. Simple, not difficult, just a discussion. That's all I ask. 
Well, Doc, it's you look like a thumb. Andrew Tate's great. Yeah, okay, great. I look like a thumb. I know I look like a thumb. But I got to tell you, it's a very kissable face. I had two women yesterday. I was playing golf at Bridgewater. They wanted to take pictures. They rubbed the big ones up against me. And I could tell what they were doing. I had my hands out here. I always put my hands in a fist. If you ever use, well, usually, if you see me in a picture with a woman, my hands are in a fist because I don't want anybody saying I Joe Biden them. This is a very, 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 very kissable face to women. It is. It is. Doc, it's you're a legend in your own mind. Yeah, well, whatever, man. I'm just trying to tell you. I, it, it isn't about that. It's about a discussion. And that's what we are here on Outkick 4. All right, hey, uh, we'll continue the conversation. Two big brains. Ken Sterling should be coming through the back door here. Two big brains is going to start in about 10 minutes. So two big brains channel. Like, subscribe, ring the bell, get alerts. Thank you and have a rest, great rest of your day and stand up. Let's all stand up. See you.